Avalanche Hockey with the voice of the Avs, Connor McGahee, on the team. And with us on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, radio voice of the Avalanche, Connor McGahee. Connor, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. How are you? I did. How, did, how was your Christmas, Jimmy? Uh, Con, it was uh, very low-key, which is just the way I like it. Steak uh, with a loaded baked potato, a little salad. You know, it just uh, it's a very, very chill Christmas uh, weekend. And um, just the way I like it. Just nice, nice and slow. What about you? Yeah, same, exact same, and that was uh, just what the doctor ordered. Just perfect. Yeah, a little little break for for the NHL teams and 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 those like yourself that follow them. But uh, you were back at work last night. Avalanche taking on the Arizona Coyotes, uh, Mullet Arena uh, last night uh, on the ASU campus. A very unique venue, uh, at least for the short term for uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, for Colorado last night, uh, Miko Rantanen, you know. Picked up goal number twenty four, but uh, Avalanche uh, can't get it done last night. They lose six to three. Yeah, I mean, and all the we were saying all the variables were not exactly in the Avalanche's favor. Um, supposed to leave earlier in the day, then they had to to change plans and uh, skate here, and then leave later in the day. Uh, they have traveled because of the. The CBA, where you, you can't have any team activities at 24th, 25th, or 26th. So it, it's always tough on the road team on the 27th. And it, 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 again, you, no Val. I, I, I hate to keep going back to the, the excuse as well, but there are a lot of factors that uh, that went against the Avalanche last night. But like Jared Bednar said, they, uh, they just weren't good defensively. And there was a, a ton of breakdowns, which was – against the grain of where they had been lately. I mean, they had won their four previous games, allowing a total of four goals in those games. And um, I just think that uh, a lot of factors contributed to the uh, the season-high goals against last night um, versus Arizona. And even some of the Coyotes people said, well, we uh, we, we got you at, 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 the good, at the best time for us possible, and that's true. I think that uh, if you have... Landis Gog, McKinnon, Nachushkin, Byron Manson in the lineup, and uh, it's it's a regular travel day, and that's a horse of a different color. And certainly the Kale McCarr, you know, uh, offside penalty when it looked like Miko had, yeah. had another goal, and that would have, you know, w- would have certainly, you know, at that point in time, uh, would have still been a, a three-two deficit. But boy, that's a that's a different hill to to, to overcome than than what in, when that goal got disallowed because of Kale being offside. That was that was a big turning point in the game last night. Where you know, like Jared Benner said, it was just they, they were sloppy and they were sluggish to start things out last night. Yeah, but if that goal counts, then the momentum is going the other way. Mm-hmm. You score two goals in sequence, and um, I know it's a, it's a moot point, but I, I go back forever and say, well, I don't. I, the offside review for goals, I, I find to be strange because if uh, a slashing penalty, for example, is, is missed, you don't go back to review that. And so it, it, it was basically set up after that bad goal versus Nashville all those years ago when he was still playing for the Avalanche where he reached way behind him and was deemed to be onside. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a shame. And, and again, some of the people we were talking to said, hey, if that goal goes in, then you guys probably win. But uh, just uh, add that to the list, and they move on to tomorrow versus the L.A. Kings. 
And Kale McCarr, continuing on with Kale, he, he did get a goal last night, and it, it kind of ends what's been a, a little bit of a, a, a slump, a lull for Kale McCarr from a goal-scoring standpoint. Yeah, a little bit. Goal and assist for him, but again, his duties have uh, sort of shown up elsewhere. I mean, he's got five games over 30 minutes this year, and he's just logged a ton of ice time in a ton of different situations. And if he's not doing that, if Josh Manson is back in helping with that load. If Bo Byram is back in helping with that load, then he's he's able to get the matchups that he wants and probably is going to be better offensively. Um, so you have to keep that in mind when you're thinking of the offensive side of, of Kale McCarr this season. Um, he, he's had to be on the ice for a ton of different things and and not exactly accumulating a ton of power play points without – uh, most of the top unit available out there as well. So um, Kale McCarr's responsibilities in this stretch where the Avalanche have been injured especially have, have been a little bit different, and uh, and he's still as reliable as it gets back there. And, and it's, uh, I think, part of the reason that he, he won the Norris last year it wasn't just the offensive output. I mean, Roman Yossi, that's, that was all the flash for him. I think it was the the time on ice and the the steady hand at the till when he has the puck on his stick and and that's really been why um i think that his offensive numbers have been down is because he's had to be out there just defensively and and in different situations that we haven't necessarily seen him in before radio voice of the avalanche connor mcgahee with us today on the team sports network the avalanche lose at arizona last night six to three that snaps colorado's four-game winning streak, and a guy that's played really well since coming off uh, his injury has been Evan Rodriguez. Uh, you know, Definitely was probably the Avalanche's best player in the first period last night. Got a goal last night. He's had four points in six games. Of course, had the, the shootout winning goal as well recently, and assisted on a couple of, uh, you know, pair of uh, game, two-game winners during that stretch of time, Connor, that uh, Evan Rodriguez has certainly been a big lift for this team uh, since coming off the, the injured report. Jimmy, he's been so much better than advertised. I've just loved how he has played. We always talk about the production, but even um, uh, probably no better forechecking forward last night in Arizona than Evan Rodriguez, and that generates chances for other players. And and that uh, yeah, he's just as again talk about reliable. I mean, he's been been a go-to for for Jared Bednar, and didn't really skip a beat when he came back from injury, feeling pretty good and. And playing great, uh, ties the game up 10 seconds into that power play last night um, and with the one-timer from the near circle. And he's just been, he's just been spectacular. I think it, it's one of the underrated free agent signings by any club really in the offseason, and I'm glad that it was with us. No doubt about that. Pick the right place to be, the defending cup champions uh, for Evan Rodriguez. Avalanche uh, radio voice, Connor McGahee with us today on the Team Sports Network. L.A. Kings coming up uh, tomorrow night over at uh, Ball Arena. Kings off to a really good start this season. They're currently second in the Pacific Division behind uh, Vegas right now. And w- when you look at this uh, the, the start to the season for the L.A. Kings, what have been some of the the positives for them, Connor? Because, like I said, it's uh, they're they're one of the better teams right now in the Pacific, one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, I think they've outkicked their coverage a little bit, to be honest. And I think that they would probably tell you that as well when you're talking about young stars. I mean, uh, Rob Blake has 
acquired and accrued a ton of them. And this is even without number two overall pick Quentin Byfield in the lineup. He finally got called up to, for that win over the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Um, but you're talking about some of the usual suspects, but not in goal. I mean, it was Phoenix Copley for them and not Jonathan Quick. Um, Drew Doughty is always going to be back there. He's second in the league, I believe, in time on ice behind Kale McCarr. But you're talking about the the Velardis and the Alex Iafalos and, and all of them, these players who have just been um, sort of growing over the past couple of seasons. And, every, and Arthur Kaliev is... Uh, well, the World Juniors are on right now. That's where he gained some, some notoriety years ago. He was called up from Ontario. So these young names um, that were supposed to be good in the future, well, that future is starting to be now for the L.A. Kings. But uh, I think that they will tell you that there have been some games that, that they won that, that they maybe shouldn't have. So, But it's going to be tough for the Avs tomorrow, first time that they've faced L.A. this season. And then on Saturday, uh, on New Year's Eve, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs over at Ball Arena for that one. And, of course, you always uh, face off against one of the best players in the league in Austin Matthews. Yeah, and Mitch Marner set a new uh, Toronto Maple Leafs record with uh, points in consecutive games this season. And uh, there is a possibility, Jared Bednar saying in our flagship station yesterday, that Nathan McKinnon possibly could return for that game. Um, so to have McKinnon versus Matthews on the uh, New Year's Eve certainly would be quite a treat, but uh, Toronto will play in Arizona tomorrow. They have the home state of Austin Matthews, Arizona, and then they'll pop over to close out uh, the 2022 calendar uh, on Saturday. And it, it's nice that it's a 5 o'clock puck shot, too. So if everybody wants to enjoy New Year's Eve later, they can. I'll be in bed by 9.30. <laughs> Wake me up when it's 2023, right? <laughs> Exactly. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, yeah. good. I'm, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah. So, so for you, there are, there are no big New Year's Eve traditions. I mean, the only, the only big thing on New Year's Eve is the, my pillow, my big pillow that I sleep on. Yes. Pillow for your big fat head, as Peter Gabriel once said. <laughs> At least that's speaking for myself anyway, Connor, not so much for you. Oh, goodness. It, so I married an axe murderer, it comes to mind. Move <laughs> that giant melon. It's like an orange on a toothpick. It's like Sputnik around the quite pointy at parts. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh you, you bring back some great memories with that one, It's Connor. a good one. It's yeah, a good one. That is a good one. The Scottish Hall of Fame with Jackie Stewart. It was, <laughs> it was fantastic. Hey, Connor, we appreciate it. Uh, before we let you go, of course, you also do the, the PA for the Broncos. Whose name do you think you'll be announcing next year as the Broncos head coach in 2023? <laughs> I... I have no idea. I have the the, the blessed uh, job of just reading what's ever in front of me. I don't have to worry about anything else. I just have to be a voice robot, and that is a nice change. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea, but uh, but uh, I, I just I know that the ownership group wants to do it right and uh, get it back on track. So I I uh, I, I have a feeling they're they're going to go through all the steps and. and and uh, and and hit a home run with this one. All right, Connor. Appreciate it. Have a happy New Year, and uh, best of luck on the call the next uh, couple of nights. We always appreciate it. Thanks, Jimmy. Happy New Year to you too. Take care, Connor McGahey, voice of the Avalanche, with no prediction on who the Broncos' next head coach will be.